The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. You're listening to Pure Opelka. This is Pure Opelka. With Mike Opelka. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back. Third hour. Third hour, Pure Opelka. And just a reminder, you need to be engaged with this show. You should be you should be following us everywhere you can. That means you should go to theblaze.com. Click on the channel section and go down and follow my channel. You'll get updates whenever we do anything. We post anything. We give you any double secret announcements. So uh, it's kind of important. Uh, today is an important day. We, we love to look at history on this show. This show is uh, dedicated to making sure we don't forget. And we also learn from history. And today, no exception. Today, obviously, uh, we've talked about it a couple times earlier, is the uh, anniversary of D-Day, 1944, when, when basically we changed the world. We turned World War II around. And I always love it when somebody says, I want to remember D-Day. I, I'm, I'm so into this. I'm going to write a book about it. And then they actually start doing it. And one such person is somebody I think the, the world of professionally and personally, Emily Zanotti from Heat Street, that's heatst.com, uh, one of those sites I go to all the time, it joins us today. Hello, my friend. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm good. I'm in Dallas. I don't know if you've ever been down to the Blaze Beehive, but you you need to find your way down here one day. Yeah. So what do you I do? definitely do. Probably in the middle of summer or middle of winter up yeah, here in Chicago. Not the middle of summer. Trust me. I have a, right. I have a, a, I rented a pickup truck for my week down here because Texas, right? You know, right. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. So I've got a red Ford F-150 pickup up truck that I'm lumbering around the highways here, but it is like, a, <laughs> it is like a giant solar collector outside right now i'm i'm just looking at it and it's sucking in the texas midday sun and i just know (laughs) i know i'm going to step outside touch it and and sizzle i we probably could cook on the hood of this car but a different story for a different time friday i'm hosting thursday and friday for glenn Beck. so if you're if you're thinking hey i should just come down to dallas and be on the show with mike please feel free (laughs) (laughs) Get on the Zan- vacation. Get on the Zanotti jet and come on down. 
yeah, Texas. Uh, w- once it hits the the um, June, July, and August area, it's um, what what did uh, Sherman say? If I owned all of Texas and hell, I'd sell Texas and live in hell. I I think <laughs> I think I re- I could be wrong, but I think I remember that. So you came back from a European experience recently, a changed person. Yeah. Am I right? I did, yeah. I visited Normandy Beach and uh, did a full tour of Normandy and the surrounding areas um, all the way through to Cayenne and Carrington um, with some of the producers of, or the producers and consultants for Band of Brothers and Saving Private Ryan. So I had this incredible experience when I was over there and came back and I had a brand new appreciation for everything that happened on those beaches and, and what it was like. Well, just when you when you sit back for a moment and you read the accounts, uh, not not the not the novelized or exaggerated accounts, but when you just read mm-hmm. the factual accounts with six thousand landing crafts, one hundred and seventy six thousand troops being brought to the beach, uh, eight mm-hmm. eight hundred twenty two planes just with parachutists, and another thirteen thousand in the air supporting and covering the invasion. You, you just we dropped can't. seven million bombs, seven million bombs on that area of France that day. It was it was incredible. Seven. I've never heard that number. I just got a chill. Just think about that. If you're if you guys are listening, do you, re, you remember what was it? Two months ago, President Trump uh, ordered 60 cruise missiles to be launched. Uh, we dropped seven million bombs that day. That's stunning. Yeah. Wow. And I, your photo, you tweeted out a photo of the American cemetery and all of those crosses that are facing west. And I have to tell you, it's hard not to get emotional when you see that. Uh, what was it like yeah, I was, walking through that? I was overwhelmed when I was there. It was hard to process. Uh, it wasn't really until I got home that I kind of realized the kind of life-changing experience that I had. You, when you walk into the Normandy Cemetery, which is only one of several cemeteries, it has 3, 000, approximately 3,400 or so people buried in Normandy, and the crosses are just row upon row upon row. But they overlook Omaha Beach, or the edge of Omaha Beach. So there's forever this beautiful cold breeze that comes off of Omaha Beach, and it's such a beautiful, peaceful place, but... It's hard to separate that from the knowledge that these 4,000 men and women died protecting essentially freedom in Europe. They landed on these beaches and they marched all the way to Berlin over the course of the next several months. And it's, it, it's absolutely breathtaking, particularly and- when you see the trees. So if you see the picture that I tweeted out, none of the trees have tops on them. And that is to represent the fact that all of those who died were cut down in the prime of life. I did not know that. I, I was, you're, again, I'm getting chills every, every time you tell me something. I'm, oh my gosh. And so you came back, you got home, and you're driven to write this book. What's the, I, get, I hate to say angle, but what's the story you're going after in this book? So we don't really know exactly what I'm going to do as far as the book um, is concerned, but it looks like I will probably be handling some of the history behind 
the operations that gave way to D-Day and the various women who actually contributed on the ground in the French resistance as part of the infrastructure that brought D-Day to the shores and then operated behind enemy lines. So there's actually four women who are buried in the D-Day cemetery at Normandy who died in the Allied invasion. And so I am likely going to be telling their stories. But the scope of uh, history and research that I'm doing on this project encompasses over, uh, Operation Overlord entirely and most of the liberation of France. So it's going to be a really fascinating project. And I'm already knee deep into it, but I'm looking forward to every day I get to do this. <laughs> How do you find time? Do you have a clone? <laughs> I don't. I have to have a pastime, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I just, yeah, I have, you have to have a pastime. You have a very active world. I, I know. We're talking to Emily Zanotti from Heat Street and uh, talking about D-Day. I played uh, a small clip from, uh, from Eisenhower, his message to the troops, that it, it reads powerfully and it also yeah. plays powerfully as well. And it, I just can't imagine that generation compared to the snowflakes that we're seeing now. And, and just it, the vast difference. It truly was the greatest generation. And we truly yeah. owe them every debt of gratitude and every bit of support we can give them. When I see those honor flights going uh, to D.C. And if you're, if you're ever in D.C. and you go down and see... The World War II vets showing up from the honor flights, you have to go over and thank them. It's, we did yeah, it. It's, we did it when the government was closed, and I'm using air quotes when the government was closed. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, it's a remarkable experience because they don't, they don't really see it as the greatest generation. They see it as that was their duty to this nation. So that's. No, what, and in fact, I've done some of these interviews so far for this, and a lot of them will tell me that that's just what they were told to do. It's, it's amazing to me from the other perspective that we listen to Eisenhower's speech and, and we get the sense of what D-Day really was, but the ask on these young men, these hundreds of thousands of young men, to many of whom were, I mean, the average age was between 17 and 35. And most of the people in the infantry had no battle experience. This was the first time they were going to see war. And many of them were not relieved for days or weeks until after D-Day. So the ask on these young men was unbelievable and what they were able to accomplish. Because if we think back, actually, Operation Overlord didn't accomplish all of its objectives on D-Day. Um, they fell short of a couple of goals. They didn't take some of the French cities they thought that they would. But it's an incredible achievement from paratroopers dropping at midnight to these French towns being liberated one by one. Um, the Army Rangers who climbed Pont du Hoc, which is right between Utah and Omaha Beach, there were 225 of them to start. By the end of the day, there were 90 of them and Ooh. 80 were wounded. Oh, my God. The, the actual human cost and the human courage and bravery that occurred that day are it's incredible. I can't even imagine. Especially when we look at our, our situation now as a nation. We have been at war in the Middle East, in Afghanistan, for over a decade. It truly is, and I'm not counting the Korean War because, uh, you know, somebody called me out on this. I said, you know, our, our fight, oh, we may have lost Emily. 
See if we can get her back. I said our fight. Oh, there you are. Well, maybe something magic happened. Uh, <laughs> who who knows? There are ghosts in the machine. But we've that was been so strange. We've been fighting in Afghanistan for over a decade, and when you think about it, from Pearl Harbor to the end of World War II was like four years. So mm-hmm. this was American military might, American military prowess on display, and our will to win a war. And I think it had something to do with the fact that we initially, we, we let the generals operate the war. And now we've right. gone into the politicizing of any military conflict we have. And I think we've just lost focus on what it means to have an army and let the military do its job. But in this case, uh, they really did their job. So it's a, a D-Day yeah. remembers. Is there anyone in your family who served in that time who was, who was in World War II? So my family was actually liberated by American soldiers in World War II. We were trapped in the train tunnels underneath um, San Marino in Italy. And the Americans came through after Monte Cassino and liberated us. Um, but my husband's family has several D-Day veterans. In fact, his great uncle was shelling the beach on D-Day. His grandfather uh, came ashore in D plus six, so about a week after D-Day, um, and then marched all the way to um, Buchenwald, the concentration yeah, camp. So sure. um, we do have quite a few veterans, and it's pretty exciting because they're actually all still alive and able to tell me all their stories. What what an amazing, you know, first of all, what a cool pair. Your family was liberating, and his family right, did yeah. the liberating. Yeah, That's we cool. were trying to figure out if it was the same group of people, but uh, we were... We were a little far north by the time uh, by the time my family was liberated. His family had moved on to the Pacific, so um, it's a little bit different. But yeah, <laughs> well, take the credit. You know, you might as well. It's a wonderful story. It's a great story, Emily Zanotti. I always enjoy talking to you. I I could talk to you all day. I have three stories on my screen from you that I, I want to get quick hits on. First of all, the really good news that Dan Aykroyd swears there's not going to be another Lady Go- Ghostbusters. Right. Is this yeah, real? There is no, yes, this is 100% real. They're arguing over whose fault it is, but according to Dan Aykroyd, who served as an executive producer on Ghostbusters, there will be no sequel. You will not have to endure a second Lady Ghostbusters. It just Thank costs God. too much money and the studio lost too much. Thank God. And uh, have you read a Notorious R- RBG's uh, workout book, and are you doing the Ruth Bader Ginsburg workout? It's not out for another couple of weeks, but I will get it when I'm doing it, and maybe I'll do a YouTube video. But there will be a Ruth Bader Ginsburg <laughs> workout book. Please, if you do the YouTube video, please wear a wig, the glasses, and the Supreme Court robe. Like a judge. I need the robe, yeah. Robe. Yeah, you need the robe. And the Michael Moore, <laughs> I, it's just falling into silly time here. Michael Moore Great. has his own website uh, for Trump whistleblowers. Yeah, if you happen to be itching to dump your um, burning information on Donald Trump or his associates, you think you have a big secret, you can go over to Michael Moore's website, and he has a section of his website now called Trumpy Leaks, where you can find a bunch of secure communication lines and drop your your informa- your horrible information about Donald Trump, because, of course, Michael Moore will use it to the best advantage. Well, first of all, haven't we had that for the last two years? Hasn't 
Hasn't everybody who has dirt on Donald Trump come forward or ran yeah, to MSNBC? Much. Yeah. So the, this is, <laughs> I don't understand the need for this. It's, it's mystifying to me. And I'm sure you're working on the uh, story of the, the saint's brain that was stolen that they're worried about. Yeah, I actually just got that on my desk. Okay, good. Well, I'll look forward to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, her name is Emily Zanotti. She is a remarkable uh, a remarkable person in many ways, and I appreciate your perspective on this. I cannot wait for you to call and say we have to talk about my D-Day book, and we can okay. plug it on the show. Thank <laughs> you. And uh, I'm not holding my breath looking for you to come down here to Texas on Friday. It's too hot, so don't bother. But anytime, you're welcome here. Thank you, Emily. Sounds good. Thanks. I, I don't think anybody has more fun at their job than Emily Zanotti, except me. We'll be right back. You're listening to Pure Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. Opelka with Mike Opelka. Uh, welcome back. I'm just I'm I get so caught up whenever I start talking to Emily, I forget to check the Twitter. And so many of you responded to my experience with um, a payless car rental service, the Weasels, who took my reservation but neglected to get cars. <sighs> so thank you. Very little, uh, but um, Frank and. Yeah, I did just growl. Shaman just asked, did you just growl? I went, ah. Frank in PA asked, does your red Texas pickup rental truck have a gun rack? Not yet, Frank, but the day is young. And uh, the TMB saddle tramp said, sorry for your travel woes. Let Texas make it up to you. Go get a carne guisada taco with cheese. Oh, that sounds so good. So good. And we will get to that. Uh, Danny... In uh, at Dan Statui, or I, I'm sorry if I butchered your name, Danny, said, until the flag of the United States flies over every single country, I will never consider myself a citizen of the world. That's a good point. I consider myself well-traveled, but I am an American first and foremost. And a lot of you reacted to my uh, tagging the, the video of President George W. Bush making a surprise visit to some wounded vets. It really is a beautiful piece. It's on the blaze. Uh, Our buddy Kate Scanlon put that up there. You have to find it and check it out. Um, The uh, Jeff Thomas tweeted, I know it was a different battle, but I just saw Hacksaw Ridge and it gave me the feeling of beach landings. I I can't wait to learn more from what Emily's going to put together uh, in in her book. So many, so many wonderful things about that segment we'll share. Uh, when we get back, I promise you, yes, there's a Maxine Waters piece. I'm also looking into this story about the, the, uh, 
school athletics program that won't let parents watch the kids participating. And I don't know why I'm trying to get answers. Uh, we're, we're trying to get to the bottom of that. And uh, if you're setting your watches, it's only 43 hours, 31 minutes and 54 seconds until Jim Comey testifies before Congress. The most ridiculous thing we're having this countdown, a countdown to a hearing. What a waste of time. Maddening. At least I can tell you there's hope for the world because earlier today when I checked on Twitter, The Bachelorette was the number one trending topic. It is nowhere to be found in the top listings. Uh, So when we get back, uh, I will give you the Maxine Waters clip. Plus, yes, Charles Barkley showed up at the NHL playoffs and what he said is causing a few people to be a little upset. I will share that with you. And uh, I have one more item here. Got to find my pile of papers. It's a big mess in this studio. See, Doc Thompson came in here, and he took my snowflake coloring book and all the other stuff. I'll be right back after the break. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. Oh, I can't believe how quickly the day is flying by as there's so much stuff going on. And you you watch the news and they're not really covering a whole lot of things. They're just obsessed with the Comey testimony coming up 43 hours, 24 minutes and 50 seconds from right now. And not much else. There was the attack in Paris today where a police officer was attacked by a guy with a hammer And he was shot by another officer, thank God. And um, so we've been covering some history today and some other stories that are not quite as focused on, um, on the politics. And I will get to Maxine. I guarantee you Auntie Max will show up. And I will get to the Charles Barkley thing. But I just saw a story that really ticks me off. It's really, I, I think enough is enough is enough. And this is not a government reaction. This is a private company. But I got to tell you, I think we are now, we are now ruining art. Sony, the massive Sony company, Sony Pictures Entertainment, says they will announce... Clean version initiative is what they're calling this. A clean version initiative, which will, quote, allow viewers to screen the broadcast or airline versions of select Sony films free from certain mature content, close quote. So what Sony is doing is they are saying they're now going to offer to let you buy or rent 
the clean version of a movie that has been edited for content. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're changing. You're changing the film. What are we going to do next? We're going to go into all the museums that have naked people and put tape over the tender parts over the tender vegetation or the boobies. What are we doing? Are we going to put fig leaves on statues? The Clean Versions Project is currently underway and is launching with 24 films. All of them include the option to screen the version, the version adapted for a wider audience. That's what they're calling it. Oh, we're just adapting it for a wider audience. No, you're editing it for content. If the and see, I wonder where the directors are on this. Where did the directors stand? Some of the films that will be available from Sony Pictures on the Clean Version Initiative, 51st Dates, The Battle of the Year, Big Daddy, Captain Phillips, I, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, are you kidding me? Easy A, Elysium, Ghostbusters 1, Ghostbusters 2. No! No, you're messing with perfection on Ghostbusters. Uh, yeah, frankly, I don't care what you do to Ghostbusters 2. That was an embarrassment. But Ghostbusters, leave it alone. Goosebumps, Grown Ups, Grown Ups 2, Hancock, Inferno, Moneyball. Pixels, Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 3, The Amazing Spider-Man, the Amazing Spider-Man 2, Step Brothers, Talladega Nights, The Ballad of Ricky Bobby, and White House Down. 24 films who apparently have directors without a spine because they're going to allow Sony to change the artistic content. And apparently this has been going on for a while. There are third-party services that have offered cleaner versions of movies for years now. And this, I guess, has been a, a debate that's been going on for a while. But apparently the Family Movie Act of 2015 has allowed the use of a technology that filters certain elements out of movies. <sighs> Come on now. I, I can't wait for a director to stand up and say, no, you're not going to do that unless they're just too interested in the check. But it, it does kill it for me. And we've all seen movies that originally we saw in the theaters and then suddenly they're 10 minutes shorter when they show up on TV because they cut out any of the little bits of nudity or the cursing. And they also made room for more commercials commercial breaks. I think this is a, a very bad idea. A very bad idea. Am I wrong? Do you guys agree with this? Is this a good idea? Clean versions free from certain mature content. Yeah, I'm using air quotes. Ah, maddening. All right, well, let's get back to something equally as maddening, and that's our old friend, Auntie Max, Maxine Waters. Maxine Waters has been, in the last few days, uh, more vocal than ever about her wishes to impeach the president. She has uh, faced off with a constituent and told that constituent, in no uncertain terms, was she planning on doing anything but working on impeaching the president. 
after she told us she didn't want to impeach the president. She never said that. She's also said there's no real proof that this uh, president was attached to any collusion, just smoke. But a, a day or two ago, Maxine Waters was confronted by a liberal journalist, a liberal journalist from a group called the Young Turks. And if you know who Cenk Yugior is, he's the leader of the Young Turks. He might be Turkish, but I don't think he's really young anymore. I don't think he should be allowed to use that term. It's kind of like kind of like when the rappers are Lil something and then they're all grown up and now they should be something else. Like Lil Wayne is just Wayne now, right? No, I guess not. But uh, the Young Turks, I digress. The Young Turks sent a guy to deal with Maxine Waters. And this journalist a liberal journalist, approached Maxine Waters to talk to her about our relationship with Russia, Trump's relationship with Russia, and why she was so upset about Trump's relationship with Russia when President Obama had a similar setup. Here's how it went down. You say Russia's not our friend. Was Obama mistaken to forge military cooperation with Russia in Syria and to try to get a start treaty? Look, you and I have a different agenda, young man. I'm out to I'm out to impeach this president. Get that straight. I'm out to impeach the president. I'm not going to be diverted by people who are Obama haters. And at that point, as she said, I'm not going to be diverted by people who are Obama haters, she pushed the microphone aside. Some people are saying she slapped the microphone aside. She didn't. She had her hand resting against his hand. Her, the outer side of her wrist was resting against his wrist where the microphone was held. And she just really just kind of pushed him aside. But here's, here's the interesting thing. Maxine Waters just flat out reveals she has an agenda well, you were hired to go to D.C. and do your job as a legislator. Instead, you have chosen to repurpose yourself and give yourself a new job mission, and that is to impeach the president. Not my words, her words. I have a different agenda, young man. I'm out, to, I'm out to impeach this president. Get that straight. I'm out to impeach the president. I'm not going to be diverted by people who are Obama haters. And that's when she pushed his hand and took off. I'm not going to be diverted. I'm out to impeach the president. Just how is this different from any Republican who tried to slow down Barack Obama? I'll tell you how. The Republicans won't drive forward, which they should. I think we're starting to see Donald Trump catch on. Donald Trump in the face of some of the questioning, in the face of some of the concerns and the hearings, just keeps quietly walking forward just as Bill Clinton did in the midst of the Monica Lewinsky scandal. And that's what I think he needs to do. If we're going to get health care reform, which we're now hearing might come up this summer, and then we're going to get tax reform, which we're now hearing is looking more likely for the fall from one of my sources, then it's just about letting these people, letting Maxine Waters go prattling on and move forward. Just keep going. And speaking of keep going, I'm going to step aside. When we come back, Charles Barkley. 
the jumping safe, the the large man who is Charles Barkley, who I think is just hilarious. Charles Barkley showed up at the NHL playoffs, the Stanley Cup, and uh, he had some very interesting things to say. We'll cover that next on Pure Opelka. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. Part of the next generation of talk radio on the Blaze Radio Network. One of the things I love about this audience is you guys stay in touch with me and you follow uh, you follow what I'm talking about. So many of you have written saying, you know, we tried Relief Factor. Thank you. We checked out Relief Factor. We, we got the three-week quick start pack for $19.95. We went to relieffactor.com and now... And I love hearing the stories from you, so keep sending them. You're seeing results. Most people see results 7 to 10 days. I saw it on day 8. I'm now into my 14th week taking Relief Factor, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's helped me greatly, and it should help you. Give them a call, 800-500-8384, 800-500-8384. Or go to the website, relieffactor.com. Find out what we're talking about. All natural, anti-inflammatory. It's changed me. It's it's given me... a a new lease on walking the golf course and working in the garden. Relief factor. 800-500-8384. Uh, wrapping up today's show, I also love this audience because you're interactive. Uh, Stephen Phillips wrote and said, you know, I support the ability to have either version of those films. It makes it safe to view for family viewing. And that's why we have this exchange. Because this is not just my opinion. It's all of us having a dialogue. So thank you, Stephen. I appreciate you. I still believe if a director turns it in and it's their creative work, it seems like it's, it's wrong to alter it just to sell it. That was the, if you didn't want that director, you shouldn't have hired him. But I, I see your point, Stephen. I'm not a dad, so, you know, maybe I don't see things in the same way you do. Uh, microaggressor wrote, I tuned in a bit late. Did you get a mic bomb from the Doc Thompson show? Yes, uh, Cal and Doc apparently had nothing to do this afternoon, and they wandered in, and they decided to come on over and have a little uh, FaceTime, a little mic time. And you know what? I encourage them to do it because I will do it to them when they least expect it Thursday, Friday. I will do it to them Thursday, Friday. So uh, look out, Doc Thompson. I mentioned that Charles Barkley is getting a, a lot of love. Charles Barkley was kind of trending uh, because he stopped by the uh, the San- Stanley Cup game the other night and uh, managed to pop in. He had a couple of different appearances. This is the one line that seems to have caused people some concern about uh, what Charles Barkley said about the NHL. I'm just glad to be here because the NBA playoffs have not been great, but the Stanley Club Cup playoffs have been amazing. The NHL playoffs are better than the NBA playoffs. Barkley says the the NBA playoffs have not been that great, but the NHL playoffs are amazing. He also 
ramboed a press conference that Wayne Gretzky was having. He just kind of jumped on stage and threw in his question. Wayne, I just always wonder, who's your favorite black athlete of all time? I don't know if you can hear that. Barkley from offstage has a microphone and says, oh, Wayne, I just want to know who's your favorite black athlete of all time. And I'm missing not a beat. Gretzky says, Grant Fuhr. And was one of the black athletes in the NHL. There aren't a whole lot of black players in the NHL, but Grant Fuhr was one of them. He was spectacular. He played with Gretzky. Um, Tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow, we are addressing something that's pretty serious, and it happens in the first half hour on this show. Uh, We talked to Dr. Jorge on uh, every Wednesday. He joins us for a, um, a Wellness Wednesday tip. And Dr. Jorge loves to talk about getting ourselves in better shape and being healthier. And this is Men's Health Month. So we focus on, obviously, things like prostate cancer. And I know that we're going to talk about skin cancer because as men, we seem to be outside a little bit more than women. Not not a whole lot more, but a little bit more. And men don't normally take care of their skin the way women do. So skin cancer is a big deal. We're going to have a chat with Dr. Jorge about skin cancer and what we should do to be smart, because they're actually making sunscreens that don't don't look like white war paint. You know, it, it's something that'll blend in, and you shouldn't ever be afraid to use it. But he's going to talk about this new this new disease that's out there that's kind of mimicking mumps. That's spooky, but he'll explain it and clarify it for us. And I'm also going to give him a hard t- time because he do he's doing this public weight loss thing. I'm not getting roped into it but I am going to give him a hard time. So I want you to be here tomorrow. Start of the show as early as possible, and uh, we'll have some fun. We'll cover the news. And uh, I didn't get to the story about the school that won't let the kids' parents show up and watch them compete. I have some more details to fill in. Hopefully I'll have it tomorrow, and I'll share it with you. Testudo, my friends. Testudo. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network.